0: What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the very first Miss Into Podcast episode of 2022.
1: My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. Pam, Happy New Year to you. You too. That's exciting.
0: We're in a brand new year of, of podcasting and Kelly News.
1: Yes, there's going to be a lot coming over the course of the next year, and we're very, very excited to get off and running.
0: Yeah, so our topic for today, we thought, what better way to kick off the year? Because Kelly obviously had a really content-filled 2021, no surprise. She was in the news constantly for things that she was doing on The Voice, on the talk show, and other projects as well with her Christmas album and more. So we Mm -hmm. thought, what better way to start off the year than to talk about not only from 2021, but some of her most viral and newsworthy moments from her 20-plus career, 20-plus year career. And we did not think of this idea. Um, We actually had one of our listeners, Jessica, write to us on Twitter. So I want to give a shout-out to her. I think it's a great topic. And I think something to note is that Obviously, you know, when Kelly won Idol and in the few years following, Twitter wasn't a thing. It didn't exist. So right. we kind of have to say newsworthy or viral because some of the things that are on our list in the earlier years, vir- viral in terms of content was not a thing. That wasn't a that wasn't verbiage that we used. So things that were really popular on the news um, or you know, when you logged on to AOL or something or on MySpace, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Pam over here
1: dating herself.
0: Well, it's true. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're going to talk about some of what we think are the most newsworthy or viral
1: moments. So the things that are early in Kelly's career, we have a pretty good feeling that if YouTube had been around and social media had been around, it would have been likely these moments would have gone viral.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to go in chronological order, and if we happen to miss anything that you think should be on our list let us know. But as we're going to state, we're not including everything because we will be here for the next four hours. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. So kicking off, um, Jeremy, would you like to do the honors of talking about our first quote unquote viral moment in Kelly's career?
1: Yeah. And I think this one kind of goes without saying. Uh, It would be the very first viral moment, so to speak, in Kelly's career. And that would be Her winning the very first season of American Idol, which I think I have lost count of the number of tweets and posts on Facebook that have reminded us all that 2022 is the 20th anniversary of Kelly winning Idol. So obviously that's going to be the very first one on our list this week.
0: I'm really wondering what or if at all, if Kelly is going to do anything to acknowledge the 20th anniversary in September. I'm sure she'll do something. I hope it's more than just, like, a tweet, but I'm wondering if Idol's going to reach out to her about something, even though it's... I know it's on ABC now, it's not on Fox, so it's probably a whole new crew and a whole new team behind the show, but obviously it's important to acknowledge the anniversary. Or if she would do something on the Kelly Clarkson show um, when we had Jim... Barraro-san a couple months ago, he did mention to us that when, on season one of the talk show, when Justin and Paula and all of them were on the show, they had actually tried getting the whole top ten, but for budget reasons, they weren't able to do it. But now that, you know, by the time September 4th rolls around, I mean, season four might be starting then or maybe like right around September 4th, give or take she's going to have a definitely a healthier budget. Um so I think it will be a really cool nostalgia thing to like kick off season 4 with that anniversary.
1: Yeah, I think if they're going to if they're going to do anything anywhere, I think it's going to be on the Kelly Clarkson show because I would have a feeling that Kelly's contract with NBC and The Voice is going to preclude her from appearing on American Idol. Um I wouldn't be surprised if American Idol did You know, some sort of a, you know, 20 years of idols and, you know, they're obviously going to have to showcase Kelly because, you know, that's sort of their elephant in the room and it's one of their biggest success stories ever. So they can't ignore her, uh, despite the fact of her being on a, a different competing competition show. But Kelly has the platform now. She has her own platform to be able to have this kind of a reunion and really all of the players, with the exception of Ryan Seacrest, all of the players are available to have on her show because none of them are currently involved with the uh, the current iteration of Idol. So she can have Simon, Randy, Paula. I mean, hell, she can bring Dunkelman back. She can bring the top, you know, the remaining uh, top 10. Uh, I mean, anybody but Ryan Seacrest. and I And I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if Seacrest could be a part of it just because – of the the format of the show being a talk show and not, uh, you know, a, a conglomerate yeah. of, you know, the voice or anything like that. I mean, the talk show may be owned by NBC Universal, but at the same time, it's still a talk show. And Ryan is a public figure who can appear on talk shows. So wouldn't be surprised to see that. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if American Idol kept Ryan from participating in an idol reunion. But I think that would be the only person that would be missing from the entire thing. And so, yes, so the long answer to this is, yes, I wouldn't be surprised if Kelly uses her own platform yeah, to do that. Yeah, I'm this.
0: just so excited. I would love it. It just would be like the coolest, like, nostalgia thing because we got like a small taste. I don't even think it was season one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I remember like maybe twenty twenty ten, 2010, maybe 2009, somewhere around there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the exact year. They went down to like Disney to like open up some like American Idol exhibit and didn't they have like a bunch of the winners there? It wasn't just season one, it was like all different winners, right?
1: Yeah, there were there were sort of two different times when they reunited idol people. There was all of the winners who came back when they started giving away trophies, and then there was also the opening of the American Idol experience, which by the way, did you ever see that done at Disney? No, World? I haven't
0: been to Disney since like the mid nineties, so
1: I I went to one of the the tapings of it. It was actually really fun. It was kind of neat. I mean, they literally pulled people out of the audience uh, to perform and each person. Did you? Yeah. No. No, God, no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But they would pull uh, contestants out of the audience and they would get up and sing. And then I think if you won that tapings competition, you got, I think you either got a ticket Either to the front of the line in the next season's auditions, like you got to pass over the like producer mm-hmm. point and you got to go. I think you got to go directly either to the judges or and I'm sure this is not right, but I'll I'll say it anyway. You might. No, they wouldn't have sent them directly to Hollywood. No, they would have. They would have just given them like a, a head start yeah. on their audition. Uh, but it was still, I mean, it was kind of neat and it was kind of a fun experience, kind of felt like the show. They had the whole you know, lights and all that kind of thing. So that was kind of cool.
0: That's awesome. As
1: we as we digress.
0: Yeah, we're going way off topic. But yes, American yeah. Idol, 20th anniversary is coming up. But yeah, the first viral moment was obviously Kelly winning. Yes. And just everything that followed it immediately. You know, it was just a phenomenon the summer of 2002. And it was unlike anything a lot of people had seen in recent years. So she just, she won and she was everywhere. And yeah. right, rightfully so.
1: That was, I mean, you know, there are viral moments and then there are cultural moments that change TV. Um, And I think that American Idol first season, I mean, that was a cultural shift in television. That was what re-legitimized the TV singing competitions that, you know, spawned all of the various love childs (laughs) afterwards, including... (laughs) Uh, you know the voice, the mass singer, and and it is what keeping is what is keeping Idol on the air today. Um, so yeah, I, I think that if anything on our list supersedes that of being just a viral video, it's Kelly's Idol win because that was a viral moment, but it was also also a cultural, a pop cultural moment in time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if weren't for her, who knows what the show? <laughs> would have been if it would have been anything right now but we're we're gonna move on um we're gonna go a couple years into the future to Mm -hmm. 2005 so we have a couple moments from this year the first one i'm gonna mention was um i love this story whenever kelly has said it before but her not actual cameo but her mention in the 40 year old virgin so fantastic scene fantastic movie you know everyone knows the chest waxing scene and mm-hmm. i love the story that kelly has told where i think she was at the movies with some friends watching previews for some random movie or no yeah she was she was at the movies and there was previews going on and all of a sudden she heard someone scream her own name and she's mm-hmm. like what did someone just scream my name so i just thought that was really funny that's how she first heard about it Um uh, because again this this was well, this was way before, like Twitter. So it's not like someone could have tweeted her, "Hey, I heard a preview of this movie. Did you know your you, your name was getting screamed? This was two thousand and five.
1: If you've ever seen the behind the scenes and the backstory of that particular scene, first and foremost, the whole waxing part of it is absolutely real. Uh, Steve Carell wanted to go through the actual process because he wanted to, you know have it be genuine on TV or on on screen, rather. But then, prior to the scene, they wrote down a whole bunch of random things that he could scream out and if you and they show and i I can't remember where this was shown or I don't know if it's like on the d v d you know bonuses or something, but you can see in the video he he shows the whole list of things that they wrote down, and a lot of the stuff are the things that he screamed out while he was getting his waxing and there it is right there her name is written on this list, so it was premeditated that he was going to scream out her name and it just so happens to be that it is of all the things that he screams in that scene which is hilarious that is the one that most people remember when they think about that scene
0: yeah and it's funny i don't know if this is true or not but i think if you go on imdb and you read up about the movie apparently the person who thought about writing kelly's name down i don't know if it's true but according to the internet, it is my favorite actor of all time, Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. who is in that scene as well. So I was like, I-, I don't know what that means, but I'm very happy about it. But um, Yeah, because
1: the the list they came up with was like they, they divided the paper down the middle and one of them was really obscene things that he could scream and the others were just random words that he could scream. And, and obviously Kelly's name was under that list. Uh, so I like the idea that Paul Rudd is the one who came up with that. But I mean, that... That line has followed her ever since. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, they, they've obviously made many mentions of it, including the very first episode of the talk show when she had Steve Carell come out and introduce her as she came on stage for the first time.
0: I forgot about that because I was going to say they met in 2018, finally. Yeah. And at the Golden Globes and they got to to talk about it and they got a picture and that photo itself went viral. And then you're right. I forgot that he literally introduced the very first episode of the talk show, which I thought was genius. Whoever thought of that. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing.
1: What was even funnier, too, was that he sort of didn't know what to do with himself or they didn't explain what they wanted him to do. After he came out and introduced her, so he just kind of stood there and watched for the whole first segment of the show because he was just like, do I leave? Do I stand here? Do I am I like her, you know, her sidekick? Am I her Andy Richter or am I, you know, like her quest love where she's just like, isn't that right, Steve? You are correct, Kelly.
0: I didn't realize that. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I want to rewatch the first episode. I don't know where I would do that, but we'll find it somewhere.
1: I'm I'm sure it's somewhere out there. I mean, if nothing else, it's worth it to watch the 9 to 5 yes. uh, opening because that's it's still so good.
0: Seth, if you're listening, let us know if the first episode is up anywhere. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, All
1: right, our uh, next moments of Kelly Clarkson's most viral moments in her career is probably considered to be one of the most well-known, famous and beloved performances of one of Kelly's biggest hits. And that is her 2005, if I'm correct, uh, VMA performance of Since You've Been Gone. Uh, this was the one that was at the VMAs in Miami, if I'm correct. Yep. And the it was also the performance that closed out the entire show, I remember P Diddy was the host that year or Puff Daddy. I don't know what he was going by at that. I point, don't know.
0: Diddy. Yeah. Yeah. Diddy maybe dirty like money. That. He went through a lot of names. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he
1: did. Uh, he was the host that year for the show. And obviously Kelly had put out Breakaway at the end of 2004. It was a smash hit album. So by the time that September rolls around and the VMAs happen, This album has been, you know, a massive success and she's had several hits off of that album at that point. And so Kelly was kind of at the top of the pop world at that point. And there was a there was a certain uh, stature that you needed to have in order to have the final performance in the VMAs because that was the one that was going to, you know, everyone was going to be leaving the show, uh, seeing. And so she got to do the final performance and just the, the mere scope of the performance in that she didn't just have like a stage at the back of the arena. You know, the way that the stage was made is that she was able to wind all over the floor. I believe it was at American airlines arena or whatever it was called at the time. And she was able to walk all these different walkways and the band was able to walk around everywhere.
0: They were like in the and center the, um, of the arena,
1: basically. Yeah. It was yeah. cool. And I mean, they were I mean, they were able to walk all over the place. I mean, she was almost in constant motion uh through the entirety of the song. At one point when she first came out, she's walking through the crowd. And then of course it culminates at the end with the it, sort of the theme of that year's VMAs was a water theme. And so there were a lot of different like water theme things. That was the same uh, VMAs where she won an award and yes. all of the winners <laughs> had to walk under that like those water fountains. And the very last one was malfunctioning. And so it only went like half half uh, intensity. So and she, so she had to like crouch. crouch real low. But it was cute. It was it was really cute and endearing. And, and so, she was wearing uh,
0: Converse. So it was like okay for her to get yeah. like gross and wet. She wasn't wearing like a ball yeah. gown. She was wearing like the most like grungy little outfit.
1: Yeah. Uh, But obviously, you know, they played up the theme with the water. I'm sure they came to a couple of the performers and said, Hey, who's willing to get absolutely drenched soaking wet (laughs) in their performance. And she was like, duh, I will. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it just, it was a really iconic performance. Uh, You know, everyone's soaking wet at the end of it. Uh, Of course, a, a lot of people know the story about how, when she was singing, and she was on uh, one of the one of the spare stages. She actually sli- – or she was – I think she was either climbing the stairs or she was uh, – she was doing something. She was on the stage, and she slipped and fell off. And on the live feed, you could hear her vocal go out because she had fallen. And then at subsequent airings, they actually mixed in the sounds from rehearsal. So it lo- – and I think it's even the videos that you see on YouTube now – Um, it's the videos, they look seamless, or at least it sounds seamless and she doesn't drop out anymore, but, uh, she did slip and fall off, uh, while she's at the end of the song. And it was just an overall, you know, really, really cool performance. Um, I've got a couple of promotional stills that I've kept for years and years from MTV of both the actual performance itself. And there were some photos taken at the rehearsal and she just looks badass in the rehearsal. She's just wearing this, like, tiny little blue t-shirt she's wearing a backwards baseball hat and she's
0: wearing the the batman shirt
1: it might have been i don't actually remember whatever was on the shirt you could be right i i never really paid attention to what was on that but i just remember her just there's this this photo of her with the backwards baseball hat singing in the downpour and again it just looks completely iconic and i just i absolutely love those photos from that performance uh both versions uh so yeah, and and that one just I mean was absolutely yeah, it was a bad there you go. Pam's holding up a picture to uh to the screen. Uh yeah. Uh just one of the most uh awesome performances of that song. I mean, she's sung that song hundreds of times and there's been many really great performances, but I think the VMA VMA one was Takes the one kick. that was yeah, was tops of them all I just maybe not it, the most vocally superior no. but when you just look at the the sum of all parts it was the best performance yeah
0: vocally it's definitely not the strongest by any means but yeah when you have a ton of like water like raining down on you on the and the entire band it's just was so badass and what i love the most about this performance was the whole and she's done this now a lot like with other songs on tour but like back then it wasn't really something that she did where she goes into the audience and does the like she sings and then like she wants the crowd to sing yeah. and back and forth. And it was the, – the crowd didn't really know what to do at first, but then they get, they got into it very quickly. But mm-hmm. I just thought that was so much fun that she got to just like lead the audience in singing along. And it was just so badass. And I remember this was pre-YouTube. This was – I mean, I didn't have like DVR or anything, but I was like a little crazy at the time. And I would just <laughs> constantly check – my like tv listings to see when they would re-air the mm. vmas and like i would try to tune in I, I was weird enough to know exactly at one point like she would win her two awards so like all right i'm gonna tune in at this point i can like stop watching for a bit i'm gonna tune in when she gets her second award and, th- and then i know to like save the last like 15 minutes i have to tune in because i know she's she's gonna be playing yeah. i would wa- i probably watched it like at least like 10-15 times on repeat just from when they re-aired it for the next like two weeks after so
1: yeah and then you i mean i remember being on the express and people getting vid caps of the uh the performance and we were sharing like you know real audio or real video files and QuickTime movies of the performance you know that either somebody was actually able to get from an air feed or they recorded it with some other kind of like home video camera or something i mean it was so archaic how we were yeah. able to get some of those recordings in the in the uh, the old days so to speak but yeah yeah
0: um we're gonna fast forward one more year to 2006 mm-hmm. now this was a moment that uh caught i think a lot of fans off guard but in a great way yeah especially myself um i was a mere child at the time and uh, i remember one day I go i go online to the boards and see Kelly Clarkson gets wasted on stage. (laughs) And as a child, I'm like, Kelly Clarkson gets like gets drunk. And then I'm like, you know, I'm older. I'm like, good for her. But Metal School 2006. If you haven't seen it, pause this up. Pause right now. Go to YouTube and type in Metal School S-K-O-O-L and watch Kelly drunk on stage perform some Guns N' Roses with Ryan Key from Yellow Card and with Steel Panther. That's what they're called, right? Steel Panther? I
1: believe so, yeah. I think that's some who like, they are now.
0: you know, hair band. And she was just out with some friends in LA. She was of age and she just got really drunk one night, as you do. And just, she was just drinking Jack Daniels from the bottle and just singing and uh, stripping off her sweater vest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it, was, it was so funny because it was like America's sweethearts gone crazy and people were like, I don't know Jeremy you may remember more but it just it was it was it was a moment
1: first and foremost it is a not safe for work video (laughs) yes so watch it either in the privacy of your own home or with some headphones on because I mean there's one it's one thing to you know curse on stage but some of the things that this (laughs) band says to her is I mean it's almost gross yeah yeah And and they're not like, you know, they're not being inflammatory. They're they're just they're being their characters on stage of just, you know, complete debaucherous 80s rock band. And uh, it's something I'll tell (laughs) you. But at the same time, it's just so funny to see, you know, Kelly sort of out without the the visage of, of being Kelly Clarkson without wearing that. She's just a woman who's with some friends who is an an incredible singer who just gets up and has some fun with a band and, you know, just enjoys what she's, you know, enjoys what she's doing in the moment. And I just think that, you know, the, the fan base had never really seen that at that point. This is again, this is the period in between the breakaway and the, my December album. And we're sort of a little starved for content at that time. We were, We were wanting new material. We were excited for new material. And then we get out of the blue, this video, which by the way, the band, they would play often in LA and they always filmed their show. So this video came directly from the band because it was very common to have celebrities show up in the crowd and they would bring them up on stage. There's other videos out there that you can find of them. But this one is probably, I would say, among the most infamous just because At the time, it was so out of character for someone like Kelly to be up on that stage. You know, if it's an actor or an actress who, you know, takes, you know, sort of, you know, different kinds of roles, sure, we can see them up there. But Kelly was so like America's sweetheart, down home girl. And here she is doing pulls right out of the bottle on stage. And we're just like, who is this? (laughs) And people were loving it.
0: Uh, Yeah, I still love it. And I just, I don't know. I just I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I mean, again, when yeah. I was young, when I was young, I was like, "What's going on?" But it wasn't like, "Oh my god!" Like I feel betrayed by my idol who is doing like it was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I did not see the side of her before. No one had, and um, I'm happy I did because I think it's funny. I mean, it,
1: it was the equivalent of somebody getting drunk and getting up and getting conned into doing karaoke. Yeah, that's no, what it was. It, it wasn't.
0: But Jeremy, I was. I don't want to say how old I was that year. I was young. I Let's just
1: say you were not old enough to join Kelly at that show. I was
0: not in high school yet.
1: <laughs> so oh God, I'm old. <laughs>
0: that's how. You, so I wasn't even in, in high school. So, you know, I was really young. That's why I was like, what is this? But yeah, Um metal school. Watch it. It's really funny. And also, if I ever hear Sweet Child of Mine, like ever, I can't mm-hmm. not think of this.
1: All right, moving on to our next viral moment. Uh, We're still sort of in a time period where YouTube isn't really a thing yet, and we really don't know what it means to go viral. I think MySpace was just coming on the horizon or maybe had just been around. But again, we weren't really sharing things on social media like these big cultural touchstone pop culture moments. Uh, So when Kelly Clarkson went to the Grammys the year that – the Breakaway album had several songs nominated. That was a huge deal because, again, this is another one of those times where American Idol gets legitimized by one of their winners winning a Grammy. Uh, now, obviously, at this point, we had had uh, Carrie Underwood had come on the scene, but I, I please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think she had won her first Grammy yet. I could be wrong. Well, I
0: think her first album came out in 2005. Um, some hearts, I think that's what it was called. So it's
1: possible. I don't even
0: know. If she, I don't even know if she was qualified to be nominated yet. Yeah. Um. So, but uh, so I just want to. This was my fault. I I put this stuff in order. <laughs> technically speaking. Technically speaking, the Grammys happened before Metal School, but it was the same year. So yeah, who cares? Who cares? I just wanted to like do that because I, I know someone out there is like, you did it in the wrong order. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, yeah, we're talking about the Grammys. Kelly winning her first two Grammys. And performing. Yes. It was insane. Sorry, I kind of interrupted you. No, it's fine.
1: It's fine. You, you're, you're okay. Uh, the, yeah, the Grammys were a big moment for not only for Kelly, but for American Idol as well, because this showed that the show could make legitimate, even though we didn't need this proof anymore after Kelly's first two albums, but this legitimized the, the franchise because now they had a Grammy award winning artist Uh, And multiple Grammy award winning artists on their roster, so to speak. Uh, And then uh, obviously, as Pam said, Kelly got up and performed because of you with Jason, just the two of them. And obviously her tear filled speech uh, as she was talking about uh, Ashley Donovan being her first producer when she was a kid. Uh, in her, in her bedroom and in their closet. Uh, It was just a really, really sweet moment. You know, one of those moments where you get kind of choked up when you watch it because she was so choked up in her acceptance. It was just a a really, really cool moment. And I think, you know, again, we're sort of, we're too close to it. So of course, if you tell us, Oh, what do you remember from the 2006 Grammys? Well, obviously this is when Kelly won. Um, It was really one of the sweetest moments of the entire night, because I think Even still at that point, there's never really been a point where people were rooting actively against Kelly Clarkson for anything, but especially early on, there were people that were starting to really root for her because they knew what kind of a genuinely good person she was. And they were sort of, she was shaking off that whole, I came from a talent show thing because she's now got a massively successful second album. She's got awards coming in left and right, and now she gets the big ones and i think that that was a huge huge moment for her in her career and i think a lot of people just really loved to see someone that they legitimately felt like they had a part in putting where she was got to see her succeed at the absolute highest level
0: yeah and in i uh, kind of what you were saying it it i think was such an important thing for her at the show and i think this is why i people were talking about her winning because She won first, I think, one of the – if not the first, then one of the first awards of that night. Mm -hmm. It may have been the first award. I'm not sure. And it was so, like, refreshing to see someone so excited and emotional about it. Not like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Thank you to my fans. Thanks to my manager. Like, someone who was actually, like, emotional about it and um, could tell a story on stage even though she was crying pretty much the whole time. But it was really (laughs) nice to, like, humanize a celebrity um and to kind of go off of your point where people were actually taking her seriously and not just like someone from a talent show i think having her perform as well that night she performed because of you she also i think uh kennedy halbert actually was also on stage Mm -hmm. playing um which was cool because she was also in the music video but people were able to go you know four kelly had won four three and a half years earlier and, you know, they knew all like the little pop hits, but some people may have not actually heard Kelly sing since she was on Idol. So to the fact now that they were able to take the Idol and the artist and kind of separate each other a little bit, and they saw that she was performing this ballad, this well-written ballad really well on national television, it kind of refreshed people's memories that like, oh yeah, Kelly Clarkson's like a legitimate singer and artist. And I think that's what's, that that's important.
1: By the way, that 2006 Grammys, the performances, it was stacked. It was, I mean, the Grammys always bring it every year, but that year performing, in addition to Kelly performing, Madonna, Coldplay, John Legend, U2, Paul McCartney, Mariah Carey, uh, Keith Urban and Faith Hill. There was a huge tribute to Sly and the Family Stone that featured Maroon 5, uh, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. Uh, there was uh, Lincoln Park, Jay Z, Bruce Springsteen, Kanye West, Christina Aguilera. I mean, that was an That's in- insane. That is an insane lineup of people to even share the stage with, and the fact that she—I don't want to say she won the night because uh, you know she was. You know, I think U two was actually the big winner that year, but I mean Kelly got two awards that night, so. A pretty big night for her all around.
0: It was massive. I'm just so happy it happened. And she's won since. Um, We're not going to mention the, was it 2013 or 2013 Grammys? She won as well with the Stronger album. um, She performed as well. But, and it was obviously very important. But there was just something specific about the 2006 Grammys that just really put her on a whole other level yeah in the in the public eye
1: she won both of the categories she was nominated in so she was two for two that year which is pretty awesome
0: hey that's <laughs> as, as she should be yes <laughs> awesome all right shall we move on yes all right we are going to go now to 2012 she performed at the uh, Super Bowl that year she performed the national anthem mm-hmm. and I mean we all know or Maybe you don't know, but if you don't know, I'm going to tell you. That is where she – she had met Brandon before, but that is where she had met him newly single, and that's when, like, things kind of started to take off. But just the fact that she performed the National Anthem at a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. is incredible because, you know, at the Super Bowl, you're either going to be doing the National Anthem or you're going to be doing the the halftime show. Everyone in the U.S. is is watching that. Yeah. So it was just so cool that – and that was – This was our first example of on our list of when Twitter was a thing and things were going viral. Yeah, thing people were talking. So getting being like a trending topic on Twitter is was a huge. It's it's a big thing now. It was even bigger back then because it was just so new. So she was definitely trending back then. People realizing, oh, Kelly can sing really well, and it was just a really high profile time for her. So um, and. That was really it. I just think it was a really great opportunity for her, for people who would never listen to her music to see, oh, she's great.
1: Yeah, a lot of people look back at her performance as, you know, one that's not overly remarkable because there are, you know, a lot of Super Bowl anthems that stand out that, you know, people recall very quickly. But Kelly's is not necessarily one that stands out for being overly showy. However, it has been oftentimes considered to be sort of the blueprint for an excellent technical performance of the anthem without any of the panache or the flash of you know some other people um It's just considered to be a really, really excellent version of the anthem with no frills about it, and I think that's a good enough version to have you know you don't have to do anything to stand out they They want a genuinely great singer. Um, and you know, they, they, I don't think they've ever had somebody sing the anthem twice. So we generally don't get to see people come back, but I think Kelly is the kind of artist that they should have back to sing the anthem again. Actually, I still think that she's fully capable of doing the halftime show, but you know, hashtag Kelly for halftime. But anyway,
0: um, (laughs) she's definitely been on some, some lists. Like I've definitely seen like top 10 lists of like best Super Bowl, like national anthems. She's definitely not number one. That's always going to be Whitney, yeah. but she's, oh, I've seen her quite a bit on those, those top 10 lists. And I think that is because it was a no, no frills, just no BS. Like was just a good vocal performance.
1: And then after Kelly did the Super Bowl uh, national anthem, a few years later, she did the national anthem at, I believe it was the U S open in New York. And it was after she did that anthem that there was a strong, Online petition for her to do the Super Bowl. And people wanted her to do the halftime show. But I guess she actually has mentioned in the past that she doesn't want to do it because, and I'm going to quote you from something she exactly said uh, No, you have to pay to do it. I'm not paying. You pay me. And that was when, that was how she responded when asked if she would ever do the Super Bowl halftime show. She also said, Quote, I like the halftime show, but it's such a hard, even for the most phenomenal artist, it's a hard thing to do because you're in the venue and you're watching. They look like tiny little ants. And she's talking about the artists who actually perform. She goes, you're so removed. It's so cold. I imagine it's very hard play.
0: Yeah. Did she? This is a really stupid question. Did she do the the National Anthem at the US Open? Because I was there. I don't remember that. Maybe she did.
1: This this would have been in 2018. 2018. Yeah, 2018. I was there, in August 2018.
0: She 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 did a medley, but maybe she also did that beforehand. My brain, I may have forgotten that. Um, I know she did medley. She may have done the national anthem.
1: You're right. I'm sorry. I misspoke. She didn't do the the anthem. She did the medley performance in yeah. 2018, and then they had talked about how she did the anthem in 2012 at the Super Bowl.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yep. So she's a sports Look, guys, ball. Guys, this is a anthem. lot of stuff to try yeah. to remember. It is. It is. <laughs> um, but. C- on par with you know patriotic songs and big events we're gonna go to 2013 with the uh inauguration with barack obama for his second term she performed my country tis of thee and another event where most of the country and a lot of people around the world were watching this and Mm -hmm. she did such a killer job And I think people were amazed because she was one of the few people that day who did not lip sync and she had a full, full ensemble. I know what you're going to say, so say it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would say if you want to hear the entire story about everything that happened at the inauguration, gotta go back to listen to our episode with Jason Halber because he goes into detail of how they pulled that off. And it's, it was a fascinating story. And I've, I've actually gone back and listened to that part of the interview a couple of times. Just because I am so in love with that story of how they made it happen, and plus he kind of show he throws a little shade at Kelly for not being able to like keep time and how she's always off time. Uh, so it's a, it's a great story if you want to hear more about it. But yes, this is definitely one of those moments. Uh, never mind the fact that it was just a phenomenal performance.
0: Yeah, it was a phenomenal, and just everyone was talking about it. Like even like my parents who like never comment on like kelly performances that they might see they were like did you catch that i'm like of course i i i caught that but they were like that was so good i'm like i know and just like (laughs) everyone in the world was watching it um you know despite what your political beliefs are a lot of people were were watching just because there were so many high profile people there like beyonce i think bruce springsteen was there it was just like crazy star-studded event and she just just blew the house off like figuratively. Yeah. They were, they were outside, but yeah, um, that was really it. Just everyone was talking about it and it was great.
1: Uh, the next moment we have of Kelly's most viral moments is one that there were lots of different videos of from various perspectives. And that is back in 2015, we go to the piece by piece tour And Kelly is on stage and she was famously known for not being able to get through her own song piece by piece. It was a very emotional song for her to record and it was even more emotional for her to perform each and every night on stage. But there was one night in particular that she was having an extra difficult time performing the song and she ended up making an announcement that she wasn't planning on making but just went ahead and did it anyway and that was when she announced to the world that she was expecting her second child which would ultimately be Remy
0: yeah and i'm pretty sure like she hadn't barely told anyone even in like her close circle of friends so it was just like a surprise to everyone like her and Brandon did not like talk about when or how they were going to announce it and she was just like oh, i'm so pregnant um i think it was at the la show if someone correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure it was in la Uh, yeah it
1: was at the stable center
0: yeah i had a couple of friends who were there and they were just like losing their minds as we all were when we found out and it was that went viral because like who does that (laughs) who does that (laughs) (laughs) who announces their pregnancy on stage at a concert without any warning kelly clarkson
1: Yes. And uh, speaking of that particular song, Pam, that brings us into our next big viral moment.
0: Yes. One that we did not know was going to be as big as it was. So fast forward to, I think it was April of 2016, right before Remy was born, like weeks before, days, something like that. Um, American Idol was going off the air, so we thought. And (laughs) they invited Kelly back to perform. And she performed her latest single which wasn't a big single at the time it wasn't um it was called piece by piece as we know the song mm-hmm. and you've probably seen the little memes or gifs online of keith urban hysterically crying during this as we all were <laughs> as was Kelly. Are we calling
1: it hysterically crying are we, are we <laughs> Okay that was a bit of a <laughs> that
0: was a bit of a hyperbole he was crying though he is very misty eyed and like
1: He was deeply touched.
0: He was very touched.
1: And then there's Jennifer Lopez, who was just like, I mean, she had like not a scowl on her face, but you could tell that she was intently listening, but didn't quite get the the waterworks going for her. And I think I think Harry Connick Jr., who was the other judge, uh, he might have been a little misty as well.
0: Yeah, but Keith Urban's the one that went viral. And (laughs) of course, Kelly's crying on stage because she always does. And we're all like everyone watching is just like, oh, my God, this is the most incredible thing ever. And, again, she was, like, about to pop. Like, truly. I think she gave birth, like, a week or two later. And it went so viral online. People, like, oh, my God, this emotional performance from Kelly. She wrote the song herself that I think Jason also may have mentioned this a bit in our interview with him. Did. They literally, within, like, three days, had to go into the studio. They didn't have to, but they were like, we need to record an acoustic version of this. Not acoustic, but just, yeah, I guess more like a piano version. That's what they did on Idol. So they're like, people really like this. Because at the time, the only versions that existed were the album version and that like crappy remix version. Um, So they went to the studio, did a piano version, and they put it out like a couple days later because they knew Mm -hmm. it was just so newsworthy and viral. And it was a hit. Because again, again, if you're you're like a fairly newer Kelly fan, Piece by Piece was not really that big of a song. It really wasn't. And then Idol is what really made it the song it was.
1: And yeah, it was the performance of that song that was so emotional, and I think that if if Kelly were to have made it through that song without breaking down and just sang it straight ahead, no real like extra emotion on it, none of the judges cry, I don't think that that's a huge viral moment. No, but I think it was because it was so vulnerable and it was so touching from her and how it affected the judges on camera, how it affected the people in the audience and people. I feel like for the first time, they really heard the lyrics. Now, mind you, a lot of her fans who had been to the piece by piece tour, we had all heard this piano version already. We had been hearing it throughout the whole tour. In fact, there were even calls for her to put out, a piano version where it was just her and Jason. And so a lot of us had gotten used to this version of the song. We kind of, I don't want to say we, you know, close the door on the album version, but I think if you ask most anybody, I would be willing to bet eight out of 10 people probably prefer the Idol version over the album version. And you're right, Pam. I mean, it was such a massive radio hit. it, it, Resurrected that entire album. I mean, that album was almost, you know, dead in the water and brought that album back up. The sales go back up. And it was just really a neat, neat moment. And kind of, I mean, it was kind of the last real viral moment for American Idol, honestly.
0: Yeah. Cause honestly, like, yeah, as you said, like we heard this on tour the whole summer before that. And like, I don't know, the Idol performance itself was like, fine like it was it was good but it wasn't anything Mm -hmm. different than we had seen as like hardcore fans like on youtube or on tour i think the fact that it was on american idol and it was on like the very last like the finale that i think is also what added to it because if we just saw that like she performed that like on i don't know ellen i think it would have been buzzworthy but i don't think it would have been as viral as it was but because of where it aired and the reaction it got even from the judges. Um I think that also definitely helped. Yep. So. For sure. Yeah. So next on our list is uh we're going to go to 2018. We I mentioned this a little this event a little bit earlier in the episode but for a different reason. Um but yeah, she was at the Golden Globes the beginning of 2018 and she was there. It's you know obviously it's not an award show that a musician would typically go to but she was presenting an award that night. So as I mentioned, she had met Steve Carell. That photo with the two of them went viral, as we all know why. But a different moment probably went even more viral. So Kelly was on the red carpet, and she was getting interviewed. I think by Ryan Seacrest. I think I could yeah. be wrong. And then all of a sudden, she stops mid mid sentence, and she's like, "Oh my god, that's Meryl." She sees Meryl <laughs> Streep, and then she's like, "She wants." She basically asks, "Like, can I can I say hi?" And they have a very small, cute interaction, but just the fact, Kelly's reaction, where she's just like, holy shit, that's Meryl Streep, and she's just freaking (laughs) out, is all of us with Kelly. And it was the most endearing thing ever. And if you search Kelly Clarkson Golden Globes, 99% of what you're going to find is Kelly and Meryl. Um, Kelly
1: was really living her best life that night. In fact. (laughs) She had put out a video the day before the Golden Globes, talking about how much she loves Meryl Streep and how much she would love to meet her. And and there were other videos of her fangirling over. There's a video of her fangirling over Katharina Jones, but it's obviously the Meryl Streep one that most people remember. I think she took a, a photo with Amy Poehler that night.
0: Yes. And,
1: uh, and with Steve Carell, like you said. Uh, but again, I mean, it, it, cause Kelly doesn't often go to these Hollywood award shows. So she was making the best of it that night. I mean, she was making the rounds. And so the fact that she got to have that moment with Meryl Streep was pretty great. And of course, pretty much from that moment on, Kelly has become the most high profile Meryl Streep stand. <laughs> that I think exists.
0: And I got to shout out Moni, uh, who we've had on the show a bunch, who I first met at one of the piece by piece, no, not piece by piece, menial life shows, who I found out started a flat Merrill account is, and is the one who handed Kelly the Merrill cutout at one of her shows. Listen to our our episode with her. It's one of our very first episodes to hear all about that. But the legacy of Merrill has continued on post golden (laughs) globes because we give into it as well. And she's mentioned it on the talk show so much and just, again, another example of really humanizing Kelly and she's just such a fangirl. And I'm like, that is literally all of us with you, except we're not famous. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to go viral. But that's literally all of us Be like, oh, my God, can I meet Kelly? That's, you know, that's all of us. Inside, maybe we don't show it, but inside we're all like, oh
1: shit yes yeah um all right so for our next moments of kelly clarkson's that have gone the most viral these are all going to be moments that are more recent and the majority of which are all from the kelly clarkson show now when kelly first started the talk show we were all very much questioning okay can she do this can she sit down and talk and have a conversation with celebrities and even remarkable everyday people every day for an hour. And it turns out that, yes, she can. I mean, she was a little rough at the beginning, but she has found her lane. She has found her groove when it comes to the talk show. And now she's getting more and more comfortable talking with these celebrities. Uh, She's mentioned many times before that. And other people have mentioned She's not affected by celebrity, which I think eh, maybe still with a couple of occasions, like if she were to have Meryl Streep on the show, she would be affected, believe me. (laughs) But for the most part, she's not affected by celebrity, so she can just chat with them. And in addition to having really fun interviews we have also been blessed with the Kelly Clarkson show with Kelly Okies and we have covered Kelly Okies many times on the podcast. And the great thing about doing a new cover song each and every day on the show is that there is another opportunity every day for Kelly to possibly go viral. And she has gone viral a couple of times with some of her performances Pam, I think we should just throw out a couple of the ones yeah. um, that she's done over the course of the talk show that have really gotten some traction. First and foremost, uh, when she covered Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license, that was a really big hit. And I also think that a lot of these songs were propelled to viral status because of the fan bases of the artist yes. in which she covered. Because these are all artists who have very big, very passionate fan bases.
0: Yes. That one and uh, the Billie Eilish uh, Happier Than Ever, that was one Mm -hmm. that people were kind of comparing. But I think it was cool because a lot of people were like, they are two very different versions and they're both incredible. I like when they do the comparison, but not um, like whose is better. It's like that doesn't matter. They're both very different. Um, yep. And the other one that I think went really viral is the Ariana Grande. See, I said it right. Ariana Grande, <laughs> uh, Seven Rings. That one was like really recent and people were just like, oh my God, Kelly annihilated that song. She did so well. So those are just three that we're mentioning. I don't know. Did you have any others that were right off, off, off the top of your head? I mean, there's so I mean, there's
1: many. S- yeah, there's been so many of these and it's hard to nail down. Exactly one or two that have gone particularly viral because um, first and foremost, they have a ton of like all of them have a ton of views on YouTube. So it's kind of hard to say, OK, which one went more viral than others. But she's definitely had some really I mean, she gets press almost weekly from various entertainment outlets on her covers. So. They have to – anymore, they have to be very, very special in order to consider them going viral. But uh, those three in particular were definitely ones that I would say were were up there.
0: Yeah. And I think the other really viral moment, and it, it was a very recent moment from the talk show, was her interview with Sandra Bullock. I feel like Kelly has been talking about how she has been a fan of Sandra's for years. It's obviously not someone she talks about nearly as much as Meryl. But someone who she has definitely mentioned throughout the years that she is a big fan of. And oh, my God, this interview was the funniest thing ever. It was incredible. (laughs) And just the two of them were just egging each other on. Like it Mm -hmm. just I think the interview was 50 percent laughter.
1: Yeah. When you have a celebrity on the show who is there and knows that they can have a good time with the host And it's just kind of game for anything. You can really make magic happen on just about any talk show, but it takes that good volley back and forth between both parties in the conversation to really make it work because Sandra did a, a couple of segments on that show, but a lot of people are kind of focusing on the interview itself and just how it sort of went off the rails a little bit. And this is probably, I would actually say that this is probably the most viral moment thus far from Kelly's show, just because you couldn't get away from it. I mean, people picked it up everywhere, and even like regular people who don't often repost or or retweet stuff like this were posting about it because it's just one of those clips that you watch it's kind of like one of those watch this and try not to laugh because laughter is so contagious and this was like very contagious laughter
0: absolutely it was just, it's so much fun i didn't actually watch the full episode i've only watched like the big portion inter- interview clips that are mm-hmm. on youtube but i really do want to go ahead and watch the full episode i just haven't had any any chance to and cuz you said there's probably a few segments i haven't watched them all but yeah. it was just so so much fun and like i seen sandra bullock like in interviews before like not a ton but i just did not realize how funny and down to earth she was and it just the two of them seriously were just they were kind of instigating each other but in like an Mm -hmm. amazing adorable funny way and it was just so refreshing to watch and you're right you couldn't not laugh you couldn't it was impossible and I want more of that in 2022, and I'm sure we will. Sandra, come on whenever. I don't know if you have any other projects, but just keep coming on like every every couple months because we all want to see it, clearly. yes. <laughs> um, awesome. Do you have anything else to add to that?
1: No, I think we're good with Sandra's interview.
0: All right. We got two more moments that are kind of related. Um, they involve the same person. Um, the first one is something that, there's this new show on NBC. It's called That's My Jam. It is a Jimmy Fallon-created, I don't know if he produced it, show. Yeah. And you may or may not have seen it. The voice, the four voice judges, Kelly, Ariana, John, and Blake, kind of did a pilot episode that aired mm. um, maybe about a month or so ago, month and a half ago. And it's like a musical game show. Yep. and. No one knew what the show was, and it was just basically singing competitions, trivia, little charade, things like that. Now, what the most viral moment from the show was, was towards the end, um, Ariana and Kelly were doing a singing battle duet of, like, pop diva songs, and they had kind of do, like, impressions, which we had seen on Jimmy Fallon's show before. Like, Kelly has done that. She did a skit a couple years ago where she did, like, some vocal impressions, and she did great. Mm Mm-hmm. But when people saw Kelly and people heard her recently um, performing um, Alanis and Whitney, people were losing their minds. I had, and yeah. this was, you probably, if, if you're active on Twitter, you probably saw recently a lot of people being like, oh, I didn't know Kelly, Clark- Kelly Clarkson could sing that well. And it's like a little <laughs> offensive that people are first realizing this right now. And I know like a lot of us have been talking about this on Twitter. I've had a lot of people in my personal life. Who were not Kelly fans reach out to me. Oh my God, I just watched this clip. I did not know how good Kelly was. I knew she was good, but oh my God! And I'm like, where have you been? <laughs> but I'm happy it happened. Like people are waking up, and yes, you that you could that clip of the two of them, her and Ariana, performing back and forth. You cannot escape that around like end of November, beginning of December. You could not escape it.
1: Yeah, and it's a it's an awesome clip because both of them are extraordinarily good singers. You know, you were talking about how you saw Kelly on Jimmy Fallon, you know, kind of doing impersonations of other singers, and whatnot. Ariana Grande has done the same thing, and she is equally as crazy good when it comes to Celine. singing in the same style of other singers. Yeah, she's very very good. I mean, Ariana Grande. I'll say this. As much as Ariana's fans have figured out that Kelly Clarkson is a stellar singer, I think the same goes for Kelly's fans about Ariana. And I know a lot of them already did like her, but we really got to see between the voice and the stuff that Ariana did with Kelly for the Christmas album and with this Jimmy Fallon show. You know, Ariana has really been on display with her vocal ability and I think a lot of Kelly fans and Ariana fans are now kind of shaking hands and being like, "Yep, we we got behind the right people as far as talent is concerned." And this was just a really fun example of it. I also like there's clips from uh this very same show where they show the singers have to sing along to a song that happens to be from the other contestants. And Ariana is singing. I believe she's singing either since you've been gone or stronger Think stronger it's one of the two. Yeah. And she has to fill in the blanks without reading along the lyrics. And she doesn't know the lyrics, which was adorable because you thought that she's like this big fan and she knows the songs and she clearly didn't know the song. And so it was a little endearing to to see her go through all that. So yeah, I loved all of these clips that we've gotten. I never actually watched the full episode, but I loved all the clips that came out from this, uh, from Ooh, this show.
0: Highly recommend watching the full thing. It was, I want to watch it again. I don't even know if it's like on demand or whatever, but I would love it's to probably watch. on Peacock. I would yeah. imagine. Oh, good call. Um, the last yeah. moment we were going to talk about, which is, you know, in the same vein, it's still about Ariana Grande was um, their performance of Santa. Can't you hear me on Kelly's Christmas special that aired a couple weeks ago. And same thing went really viral um, because people were just like, oh, my God, these are two crazy vocal powerhouses. They're performing live together. They complement each other really well. It was just vocal gymnastics everywhere. And I think to your point, I think we've seen, you know, Kelly's Spotify numbers go up crazy the last couple weeks. And that's because of, you know, she has a lot of Christmas music out. But I think a mm-hmm. lot of it, a lot of Kelly and Ariana fans, are I've been seeing on Twitter, They're really trying to just get the most momentum out of that song as possible. And all these campaigns that have been going on with different fan accounts, I just think it's really awesome. And I think that just all of that work has paid off. Um, The clip that we saw on, on TV that went viral on Twitter, I think helped kind of the general masses realize, oh, I should listen to more of their music, but then it's also just the fan bases that have just making it even bigger. So... I just, yeah it's, yeah. it's
1: great. I loved the performance on the Christmas special and, you know, they made it clear that that was the first time the two of them had performed the song together anywhere. And it was a excellent performance. And like we said earlier, when it came to the Kelly Oakes, it was a lot of Ariana's fan base being like, Oh wow. Check out our girl. And wow, this gal with her can really sing and vice versa. Uh, So when you get two really big fan bases like the, what what would we agree they're called? The Arianators? I think think so. Yeah. Sure. Uh, When you get them and the the Kelly fans together and they're all elevating that one performance, I mean, obviously that's going to be a standout from the Christmas special. And, you know, Kelly got a lot of respect for her Christmas album, you know, not in the case of anything, you know, per se uh, outside of this clip going viral. But I mean, I know she got a lot of, you know, real respect uh, for this particular album. And I'm, and rightfully so, because it was, you know, obviously I'm blinded by my affections (laughs) for the Clarkson, Uh, but it was the best Christmas album that came out this year. I mean, without a doubt, there really wasn't anything close to this. And uh, this, this song from the Christmas special was excellent. It was a great way to wrap up 2021 and a great way to wrap up our list as well.
0: Yeah. So that is our short list of Kelly's most newsworthy and viral moments in her career. Um, if there are any that you think we left out, let us know. Um, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Miss End Podcast. And uh, let us know what you think. Um, while you're at it, you're probably you may be listening to us on Spotify or Apple. We do have. We are on other platforms, but those are definitely our two most popular. Mm -hmm. So, if you're on Spotify, you can go ahead now and rate us on there um, and give us a little little star thing. You can do that. Um, And on Apple, you can rate us. Spotify love. Yeah, on Apple, you can rate us and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Um, And yeah, let us know if there are any other topics um, or people you want us to talk to in 2022. We are actively working on getting some more people on here. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're excited to see what the year has in in store for us.
1: It's going to be a great 2022. We are so glad that you guys are along for the ride. Until then, we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Into Podcast was
0: written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com.